Good morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour live on a hump day. Tomorrow, the triple digits will arrive here in the Valley of the Sun. But don't worry. One more cold front coming in before the furnace is turned on for the rest of the summer. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. It is a great day to be alive. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The physical delivery of gold and silver gets your backside protected. There is an incredible amount of things happening. Uh, truly is a... It's incredible. It really is. I've never been and seeing what I'm seeing, uh, especially when it comes to uh, how Wall Street is behaving. But we got we got all of that coming up. We got the Federal Reserve meeting that ends today. Could they raise rates? Will they raise rates? What do they see? And really, you got to start questioning, are they blind or can they not see at all? But uh, the website at allamericangold.com, you can get all the news to keep you comfortably disturbed. Uh, another retailer just went under, just a matter of fact, just hit across the tape, Sporting Goods, another Sporting Goods retailer, Gander Mountain, which filed for bankruptcy protection in March and closed 32 stores, now says that it's going to be closing 160 stores. And uh, I, I guess I'm trying to see how many stores will be left in the chain. It doesn't really say, so it, that may be the end of them. Uh, they are not here where, where I live, but uh, apparently they're more like a, a, like a Bass Pro Shop uh, Cabela's, they do hunting and fishing and things of that nature. Uh, they're based out of St. Paul, Minnesota. Uh, they were founded in 1960. Uh, but that's all the details I have announcing that 160, 160 more beautiful retail fronts will now be empty as they are going to be starting liquidation sales, Gander Mountain bit the dust, but that is nothing to what happened or what is happening as we speak. The largest ever bankruptcy filing uh, appears to be happening involving Puerto Rico. We, we talked about them here and there, uh, but the governor of Puerto Rico announced today a historic restructuring of the U.S. territory, $73 billion in debt. Uh, to kind of put it in perspective, Detroit, which I believe was the previous largest municipal bankruptcy, was, I want to say it was $18 billion. So this is like four times bigger than that. Uh, after negotiations with bondholders failed, the announcement marks the biggest bankruptcy-type process ever for the U.S. municipal bond market. And, of course, we've been talking about a lot of these these bonds. Uh, you know, we, we talk about Chicago.
Chicago, we talk about all these cities in California. Really, pretty much, you know, the vast majority of the largest population centers have problems. And now everybody's going to be looking at this one. It says that uh, a federal control board overseeing the island's finances agreed with the governor's request late last night and said that they are going to protect the people of Puerto Rico in the U.S. territory hit with multiple lawsuits. Matter of fact, all of this morning, lawsuits piling in from Wall Street seeking uh, to recuperate the millions of dollars, and really, I guess, let's just call it what it is, I guess $70 billion that they've invested in the bonds issued by the Puerto Rican government, uh, which has declared several defaults amid a 10-year recession. A district court judge will now be in charge of determining how Puerto Rico's debt will be structured says bondholders cannot challenge the decision until 120 days from now. So we've got about four months to see what happens to the, what is, and I guess since Puerto Rico is a country uh, and a U.S. territory, and I know there was, there was laws that were supposed to prevent these things, and, and apparently Puerto Rico uh, is going to try to, circumvent those laws and we'll have to wait and see because here's the reality they don't have the money matter of fact in the latest spending bill that just got passed or it's going to be passed it hasn't passed yet but it's going to get passed we gave puerto rico another 295 million dollars of our our bar money i didn't know when i uh started becoming a taxpaying citizen that I would be uh, just giving Puerto Rico money, but apparently that's what it is. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. Patriot Radio News Hour. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. Just a program Announcement: I will be off for the next few days, uh, so this show will repeat. I will tell you that we will keep up with pricing, uh, and it really simply, uh, like 20s will be about $55 over spot the whole time. Arlene will be here. We'll be taking orders. We're open. Uh, I just won't be doing the show. I, uh, I will tell you, I have now become a silver stalker. Silver is down for the 12th day in a row. Uh, the silver cartel is in charge, but now I went from liking it to really liking it to loving it to now I am stalking it. Uh, U.S. Silver Eagles, they're 395 a roll today. If you buy a case, which is 500. Uh, they come in that green monster box, uh, you know, weighs 42 pounds, all the way down to 9,750. Uh, and like I said, I am now a silver stalker. Uh, you know, and silver has that, you know, it, it, it's just that way. I always call silver.
silver's gold's little brother. You know, gold's a lot more steady, even. You know, he's calm, and when the parents are gone, right, gold's in charge, right? And, uh, you know, silver's kind of like, you know, liking it. I liken it to, uh, you know, how kids behave when they've got a substitute teacher, right? It gets all crazy, and, and they have these big moves like this. So you think about 12 straight days of declines. This is when you want to get in. This is when you want to be a buyer. Uh, U.S. Silver Eagles, 395 a roll. Buy, buy the case, uh, 9750 uh, at 800-951-0592. Uh, one of the things that was supposed to happen today that's not. Once again, and this just kind of reiterates my point of how little of a chance we really have for real change. Uh, and, and there's really nothing Trump can do about it. Uh, the Republicans, once again, do not have the votes to end Obamacare. The large, you know, what's just another? Let's let's call it what it what, what it is and what it was and what it and I say was because this may be the best thing for them to do. All as they did is they took money from those that were being productive and giving it to people that weren't. That's that simple, right? In the in the attempts of saying, well, they need health care. And you think about this, and really, most people don't really understand what it is. Most of the people that are getting the health care are either 100% subsidized, kind of like they were before, or they have health insurance. You know, well, I should say they have a health insurance card that's in their wallet. But if they really got sick, and I'm not talking about, oh, I got a cold, I got to go to the doctor. But if they had broken an arm, actually had to take a ride in the ambulance, if they had to spend a day or two in the hospital, or heaven forbid anything substantially worse than that, they'd have no chance of being able to pay it. Because most of the people that that aren't 100% subsidized can't pay the deductible. Even through these exchanges. Uh, But the Republicans, you know, and this is what I say, you know what, we can't even get all the, uh, the Republicans to vote together. And then this actually hit in the Wall Street Journal today. And it was kind of hidden. And it was one, just one little, one little uh, slice of a page. It was on B3, Aetna. It has announced today that they plan to scale back its presence again. Right? They've been doing this, and all of the major insurance companies have been doing this, in the Affordable Care Act exchanges in 2018. No one's going to be left. You know, this is one of the things that the media has done a horrendous job reporting on. This thing was a complete disaster. It didn't do any of the things that they told us it was going to do. 
It's going to cost a fortune, and now it's just imploding all by itself. I don't even know. I forget how many counties in this state where we're just down to one. You don't even have, there is no choice. There is no competition. Now, Aetna says that they are going to sharply reduce the amount of plants it offers. It's the, the its disclosure came as it swung to a loss in the most recent quarter. Individual plans are a small share of Aetna's overall business. But they said its exchange presence are going to fall down now to four marketplaces from 15. Aetna said Tuesday that it expects losses to include individual businesses will amount to roughly half of its losses from last year. And they said that it's, it represents the largest alarm coming from the insurer about continued struggles with the Obamacare exchanges. And this is, you got to think, how much can premiums go up? At what point, you know, wouldn't that be great to know? You know, forget all about the Republicans and the Democrats and whether you watch Fox or CNN, whether you like Donald Trump or you hate Donald Trump or all these people that are going to these town halls and causing all this ruckus and racket, and most of them have no idea what the real details are, wouldn't it be great if we just had the CEOs of all the insurance companies that are in the exchanges just come out, and you know what, they, they could do an interview on TV, they can have the article written in the Wall Street Journal, they can put it on the cover of Time Magazine, and just come out and tell us. Hey, listen, this is how much it really is going to cost for us to stay in. It's not $200 a month or $300 a month or $400 or $800 or $1,000. It's going to be $1,500. Just tell us. So everybody can understand what the, the facts are. But of course, if they do that, you know, I guess that would end the. There's no inflation. <laughs> there's no inflation. And so you start to wonder. Maybe this is some of the Republicans' plans. Just let it all blow up by itself. But then what? I don't know what the answer. Is. I don't know. I mean, does the government then have to step in and start <laughs> start insuring all these people? How much is that going to cost us? I would think that would be the simplest thing to do. Just come out and tell us. Forget about all the, the, the BS and come out and say, listen, this is how much a family with, the, you know, husband, wife, two kids, and this is what it's going to cost you. And then let's see how badly we want. Now, remember, you know, this was supposed to make insurance cheaper. I will say this. The company that my wife and I use, they pulled out of a bunch of the exchanges, and they pulled out of a bunch of exchanges here in Arizona, uh, of course, they did it across the nation. And my wife said to me, hey, do you think our, our premiums will go back down now? And I just laughed and said, there's not a chance in your life, and you know what? 
I was right. They didn't go down at all. And our, the amount of that we pay for insurance. And let me tell you right now, I don't have very, I'm like everybody else, right? I'm like all these schmoes that think they have insurance because they got an insurance car. Right? I've got the $10,000 deductible. And then I think, and even then, I think it's 80-20. So if I racked up a $100,000 hospital bill, the first ten grand's on me, right? Then the insurance company, they'll start kicking in, but they're only going to pay, you know, 80%. And then i got to come up with another 18 grand. You know, I just have to come up with about 28000 <laughs> right? And... Let's face it, a $100,000 hospital bill, you don't even have to be there that long. And and I don't know. I really don't know how any of this stuff is happening. Think about what we've already talked about. So we had another retailer just gone, right? Liquidated. I don't even know. I've lost count of how many it is. Puerto Rico last night and now this morning says the heck with it we're not paying 73 million dollars the largest i guess we'll call it municipal bankruptcy filing in the history four times larger than detroit another a huge health insurance company says listen we're just getting out right we're done we don't want to do it anymore we're losing money. Doesn't matter how much we raise premiums, it just doesn't work. GDP growth came in at seven tenths of a percent. I mean, inflation, even the Fed has said inflation's almost two percent. So doesn't that mean by default that we should have at least two percent GDP? Right? Just just for inflation? But we only had seven-tenths of a percent, and they're trying to pretend like it's wonderful out there. And this is, this is why I, I just, this is the, one of the greatest opportunities I can remember. Because all of the, the real details underneath it all, right, all of the, all as they've done is they, they just, Debted it up. I mean, look at Puerto Rico. How did it get to $73 billion in debt? The same bondholders, the same Wall Street companies that are going to sue it are the same ones that were lending them all the money. And they just kept lending it and lending it and lending it. By the way, there's a couple of key names in the lawsuit. You may remember them. Uh, I'll just bring them up to you. They were part of the the bailout package. This was the the bond insurance companies. Uh, I don't know if you remember all of those. They they were the ones that allegedly you could buy protection against the default from. And what we found out was that protection really didn't mean anything because <laughs> they didn't have any of the money to pay for it. But the 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 two largest AMBAC, remember them? Yeah, AMBAC, and and I'm trying to find out what, I forget, I'll find out the other one. AMBAC and, and another one, they're filing all the lawsuits. 
And the answer really is simple. Well, we guaranteed the insurance on these loans, but we actually don't have the money to pay the actual insurance on the loans. Uh, but they are the ones, uh, MBA, and then MBIA is the other one. So uh, these are the ones that uh, have insured the bonds of Puerto Rico. And now, as of this morning, Puerto Rico says that they are getting ready to file the largest municipal bankruptcy in the history of the United States. But everything's wonderful. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, the conservative pro-family broadcast of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a leading voice for the sanctity of life, traditional education, the Constitution, and American sovereignty. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. Let me paint a picture for you. America is suffering under the weight of eight years of failed liberal policies. Government has expanded, people are ready for change, and a strong conservative Republican candidate is replacing a liberal Democrat president. If you were to guess this is February 2017, you'd be right. However, the same circumstances were true in February 1969, when the Phyllis Schlafly Report headlined the article, Patronage is the Name of the Game. Phyllis Schlafly knew that electing the right people is only the first step to real change. The next step is to surround the right person with a strong and competent team of staff and advisors. Unfortunately, the Democrats understood that fact, too. So in 1969, they attacked President Richard Nixon's ability to fill positions in the executive branch. Immediately after the election, Democrats shouted about the unethical practice of replacing employees from a previous administration. This practice is commonly known as patronage. While Democrats were quick to cry foul on Nixon for using patronage, they weren't so vocal when Democrats like Johnson or Kennedy did the same. As Phyllis pointed out, the Democrats have never permitted civil service to impede their political objectives. Clearly, Democrats don't consider patronage to be a moral issue until a Republican gets in office. The same story can be told of the Trump administration today. Democrats realize that the best way to attack President Trump is to block his ability to surround himself with conservative people who want to help him achieve his policy goals. Phyllis Schlafly warned President Nixon in her February 69 report that he shouldn't ignore the importance of surrounding himself with the right staff. As she recounted in the updated A Choice Not an Echo, Nixon froze out the conservatives who had nominated and elected him when he appointed mainstream cabinet members to ease the confirmation process. Trump should not make the same mistake. He must fight against those who would hamper him from putting good conservative people on his staff. As Phyllis Schlafly did in 1969, we ought to remember the importance of patronage. It truly is the name of the game. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. What should we expect from a Donald Trump White House? Will President Trump elevate and advance conservative ideals? At PSEagles.com, you have complete access to our Phyllis Schlafly Eagles news updates, commentaries, and blogs. Add your own comments at PSEagles.com. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. He was backwards, backwards, use words. So as we wait, words from the Federal Reserve. 
you need to understand what it is that's really happened. Okay, so we go back to the creation of the Federal Reserve, and you understand how it came about. Right? This wasn't some national emergency. Now, did was there people out there that would have liked a a government oversight of all the banks? Yeah, there was. Right, because there was a lot of banks. Somehow the competition was bad, right? And some banks were good, some banks were bad. And the bad banks, they would go under. And if you had your money in there, you lost it. I mean, that was how it was. But one of the things that, that most people don't realize is if, if it was that important, then why the secrecy? And the answer was really simple. Matter of fact, uh, the the major families that were involved, kind of like a, it was really like a godfather-esque thing where they, the, all the families got together and had a big sit-down talking about, you know, the Rothschilds and the Illuminati and all of these people and they all the, the Rockefellers they all met in secret and and they knew if anyone found out that they were behind it all it would have never have happened and the real reason they wanted this was to get rid of competition which is what they did right by 1930 within 20 years of taking over and that from 1913 to 1933 within 20 years they had shut down all of the banks that over half of them had never reopened again brilliant in 1971 they took us off the gold center for those of you that uh, may be new to the show really simply put they allowed for foreign governments to still trade dollars for gold, bonds for gold, really, is what it was. Hey, you know what? Uh, that bond that uh, we bought, you can pay us back at gold. And the, or, or dollars, right? They had the choice. And so many of these governments were choosing the gold. We were running out. We had gone from 20,000 metric tons down to the 8,000 we allegedly have today. And so in 1971, they, they finally thought, they, they, they got their wish, which was they were now fully in charge. How are they doing? Right? Well, you can measure it a bunch of different ways, couldn't you? You look at the stock market and you say, hey, they've done pretty good, right? That's not bad. Even though gold's done better. That's a fact. But really, when you look at what they've done, I think this spells it out really, really well. Median lifetime income for men has declined by 19% when you adjust for inflation. So you're essentially making 20% less when you compare it to men that entered the workforce 
1967. So, you know, four years before they gained complete control. Men in the United States earn 20% less than the median income of the men for that were entered the workforce in 1967. And then they, they, they say that here's the biggest problem that is facing us today. And by the way, for women, it's actually, believe it or not, I thought women would be a little better. And it did, you know, because let's face it, they're the equal pay thing. Women have actually done better uh, than men. And by the way, if you go to 1983, yeah, 1983, the numbers get worse. We're doing even worse. It says that men in the lower three quarters of the income distribution, okay? So you take the the 75% of the lowest uh, men in the workforce, as far as money earned, they face the most struggles seen little to no rise in their earnings. They said for new workers it's even worse. They said they are the new workers entering the workforce are starting at a lower wage and staying at a lower wage. The report based on lifetime income so they really couldn't go and these were people, by the way, they didn't they didn't even track anybody entering the workforce in the 2000s. So this problem actually started with my generation, right? I'm a Gen Xer. Then there was what Gen Y, and then there was, was the millennials. So we we aren't even there yet. But this is a pattern, and think about it. This happened right after they took over. And they've replaced it with debt. And they said that as as money goes, and this is the worst part, the middle class, and this is what we talked about yesterday, and now we're getting details on it. The middle class has been hollowing out for decades. The number of members of the middle class in the United States has been falling, matter of fact, is down by more than 5% from 1991 to 2010. They don't have, like I said, because the studies are take so long, that is the, the latest data available. And they said that the new American dream, forget the house with the white picket fence in the two-car garage, Replace it with the apartment <laughs> and getting a ride from Uber or Lyft. That's going to be the new American dream. So there, I mean, these are the facts. And I know, yeah, it's it's great to talk about uh, uh, stock buybacks and tax 
boycotts and, and all of the other things that that they tell us are going to lead us to economic prosperity, but the single biggest corporate, we cannot, Ron Paul used to say it all the time, you can't have prosperity through a printing press. The Wall Street rally has actually made us poor. Well, the Federal Reserve has anyway. We'll be back. Welcome back, Patriot Radio News Hour. Uh, Ramon and Cody, I'm putting you on alert. Uh, we just had a some form of a, uh, I don't know if it was a power surge uh, in the complex here. It uh, looks like half of the complex is without power, uh, but our... Our half still has it, but if we go, if we if it goes dark, <laughs> and I'm not here, uh, that's what happened. So just uh, be prepared. I don't know uh, exactly what what's happened, but I want both of you to be aware that we may have to take emergency measures uh, here at the Patriot Radio News Hour. As I said before, so a quick look here. So we we got a couple hours before the Fed announcement. Uh, gold's at twelve hundred and fifty dollars to the ounce. Silver is at sixteen dollars and fifty one cents. Twelve straight days of declines for silver, and really based on what? You know, this is the hard part. There's none of the news has really been especially good. Right? There hasn't been some big event that that has led to all of this, but this is just a, you know, what I, what I, I'll call a. Easy money being made by the silver cartel, and and I think this is kind of gonna it's gonna end here with this Federal Reserve meeting, uh, whether that ends uh, this afternoon or Thursday or Friday. Uh, but remember, I told you I like silver at under eighteen dollars. I really liked it at seventeen and a quarter. I loved it at under seventeen dollars. I'm now flat out stocking it. Uh, U.S. Silver Eagles at three ninety five. If you buy a case of them, we're taking down to three ninety a roll. A case is five hundred for twenty five rolls, nine thousand seven hundred and fifty. And like I said, it will be off for the next couple of days. Well, there will be no shows for the next couple of days. Wherever silver is at, the price will follow. Uh, so if silver rebounds. Uh, the 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 prices will follow right now. Uh, just to kind of let you know where the pricing's at, uh, you were three dollars and twenty five cents over spot on the rolls, and just uh, I think it's two dollars and ninety nine cents over spot when you buy it by the case uh, for U.S. Silver Eagles. Uh, the same thing will go with our twenties and our tens. Right now, our twenties, and it's incredible to think about it. Uh, right now we're $55 over spot on $20 Liberties and Saints, uh, and we'll maintain that price uh, today, tomorrow, Friday. Uh, so as if gold rallies or gold falls, uh, you kind of know what the pricing will be uh, while we're not doing radio. So 20s would be at $55 over spot. Uh, U.S. Silver Eagles by the roll at three and a quarter over uh, by the case. Uh, you know, we'll say three dollars, but it's usually about two, two ninety nine, two ninety five uh, over spot when you buy it by the case. Our toll free number again, eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. 
think about, I don't know what the Puerto Rico thing will mean. I just know that uh, there is a, a judge that has approved it, and they're now going to go to the, I guess, through the U.S. court system, looking at the largest municipal bankruptcy filing in the history of the United States. Uh, of course, Puerto Rico owed, owes $73 billion, and I guess this will be a precursor for Chicago, maybe even for sta- states, right? Is this uh, something that Illinois is going to be paying attention to? Is California going to be paying attention to? Uh, I, and I have no idea. You know, uh, the there was laws in place in Puerto Rico that prevented defaults, and I guess they struck all of those laws down. You know, it's kind of like... Yeah, you hear these commercials for these annuities, right? We guarantee income for the rest of your life, no matter how long you live. And then at the end of the commercial, the claim is based on the insurer's ability to pay. (laughs) Which essentially means, hey, we guarantee it right up until we don't have the money to guarantee it. (laughs) It's the exact same thing. And it's kind of like the the insurers. Hey, we guarantee to pay you if you bought the insurance protection against these bonds right up until we don't have the money to pay for the insurance that you thought you bought on those bonds, which kind of what? Kind of makes buying the insurance pointless. You know, and this is kind of one of the big problems uh, that we have. Like I talk about it with the too big to fail banks. Any one of the nations, you don't even need the top five, probably top, I don't even know, probably the top several hundred banks, which is, you know, 95% of all the deposits in the entire country go under. The FDIC doesn't have the money. You know, they came up with the FDIC when they closed the banks in 1933, right? And you think about that, we could have done that without a Federal Reserve. Right? We're going to guarantee a bank's deposit. Now the number is $250,000. And you think about just the deposits like at, at Wells Fargo. They're the ones that have been in the, the most trouble lately. I don't even know what the number is, but my guess would be it's probably at least a trillion, if not more. You know, the the whole FDIC fund has, you know, I think maybe maybe thirty billion, maybe something like that, maybe nowhere close to the ability to actually pay it off, which is why now remember what the new rules are. Hey, when the bank fails, we'll take it from the depositors, right? We're going to bail them in instead of bail them out. That's kind of what that means. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back. Final segment of the week coming up. Final segment of the week, 800 You know, you think about the latest study about how we're getting poorer, and we just we've lost 
5% of the middle class in rising. And think about the data that came out yesterday from Paycheck. $0.67. Cents. That's how much they say the average American worker made more this year than last year. $0.67. Cents. Now, start thinking about what your expenses have done. Even if you didn't, you didn't buy a new house, you didn't buy a new car. You didn't change insurance companies. Just, hey, I just stayed right where I was at. And then see if that 67 cent covers it. Which worked out, by the way, I think it was like 22 bucks a week. It was 67 cents an hour. 22 bucks a week. See if that covers it. You know, just my younger son's basketball, which he played, you know, he, he, as you know, he's been playing for years. Just the increase in the club dues in the tournaments ate up the extra 80 bucks that I didn't earn because my pay did not go up. But the average person... Right, uh, any of the people, uh, uh, the other uh, people on my son's club team, they just that ate up everything. My son's, my older son's high school tuition went up five hundred dollars for the year. Five five hundred bucks for the year, so that ate up half. Right, I got you know the average person got an extra eleven hundred dollars. Well, he lost half of it there. Forget about the health uh, the health insurance I pay every month. Right, that up that that ate up. Well, put it this way that ate, that ate up the other half. And and at the end of the day, I'm actually poorer this year than I was last year. The problem is this has been happening now for several decades. And you you sit there and you wonder how this is going to work out. But you, you, you think that gold and silver aren't going to, you know, rise like a rocket ship as all of this. I mean, we're coming towards the end. Just think about think about it logically. A $600 billion tax cut. Now, granted, it wasn't going to happen, but that was the proposal. $600 billion, the largest tax cut in the history of the United States. And they're like, eh, I don't think that's really going to help grow. Right? Why? Because they know uh, we're on the decline. We're on the wrong side of, we're on the wrong side of history now. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two Silver Eagles three ninety five buy it by the case down to three hundred and ninety bucks. Call us. Everybody have a great rest of your week. I'll be back next week. Take care.